And what'd she say? Is it time? She said howdy. Howdy. You asked what time dinner was and she says howdy. Well, first I said hey to be fair. <laughs> okay, so you haven't asked yet. Well, I did ask and then she just said howdy. No. <laughs> I'll ask again. about creating and in the first episode we talked about why we think it's important to create why we wanted to create a podcast mm-hmm. um, why we think that is fulfilling and all of that yeah um, let's talk about art because I, there are some I know some people would say anything that someone creates is art mm-hmm. um, some people would disagree some people you know for something, would say some, for something to be considered art it has to be good but then Hmm. what do we mean when we say good yeah it gets to determine why art is what you know whether or not art is good or not um what do you think i like it i think that's a very it's hard for me to get a handle on the whole art question what is art you know yeah it's very um i feel like artists and people who judge art maybe um you know to get the most out of it i feel like you have to be very i want to say romantic mm-hmm. um and i don't mean you know the boy yeah. girlfriend romantic but like you know the poetic version of romantic yes. yeah. um and you know that's something i'm not that's much of, so i know that's probably ne- why i never struggle. yeah that's never been <laughs> your strong suit yeah um but let me ask you this. Would you say that, you know, some people, they sell paintings for millions of dollars that just look like somebody spilled paint on a canvas mm-hmm. and they say that that's art. Yeah. And some people say that it's not. What do you think? I think my, as of the beginning of this conversation, my working definition for art is that it is created not for the purpose of functionality and the creator intended it to be mm-hmm. art that's so, i think the my sole requirements yeah i think so something that isn't intended as art cannot be art that's my that's what i like what about <laughs> photography that's intended as art, right? It is intended as art. Lots of times, Because it's right? not something they've made. It's something they've taken a photo of. Right, but it was taken, and you could argue that a photo is made, right? It's yeah. not just you click a button. There's a lot more that goes into mm-hmm. it. I don't know what, because I'm not a photographer. <laughs> yeah, that's but true. I, there's a lot more that goes into it, and so you could argue that that's made in the same way that a painting is made, mm-hmm. right? You're dialing in. Um, it's a little bit more capturing than it is um, rendering your own perspective, mm-hmm. but... I'd say for sure that's art. So you say art has to have intent behind it, but intent for what? Intent to be art or in, because I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think I would consider a school textbook art. Yeah. But it was made intentionally for a purpose. 
Right. But so, that's your thing. Exactly. It's not for a purpose. Right. That's, that's the weird thing Intending about art. Intending for something to not have a purpose. Well, and I'm sure that it's not quite right because yeah. I'm sure people would say art has a purpose. Mm-hmm. But it's not a day-to-day practical purpose. You okay. know? It's yeah. something more expressive and the mm-hmm. purpose is, um, I think, almost entirely uh, emotional. Yeah. The purpose is to do something with, with emotions, the emotions of whoever's uh, perceiving or taking in the mm-hmm. art form. And I think for me, I think that art, I think good art does give people an emotional reaction. I don't think it has to give somebody an emotional reaction to be art. Um, I, I think for me, art... Firstly, is honest. I think people will make something and pass it off as art when they're not being honest. They're what they've done is made something to try to make money or to try to gain popularity or something like that. I think because if you're doing that, by my definition, now you're working towards a practical goal. Oh, ah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think artists are they're bearing their soul, I mm. guess, so to speak. Is yeah. there? trying to be honest about themselves and their own emotions and convey that into a painting or a poem or a book or a movie or yeah. whatever else. Um, not just their, not just themselves, but mm-hmm. also, you know, the world around us. Right. Yeah. So that's why landscape, uh, photography yeah. is so nice. You know, there's something there they're trying that to, we're, they're I trying to capture. They're trying to communicate it. And, Maybe Something. you're right. Maybe they're trying to communicate the way the way it made them feel. The this way either feel. the I think yeah either the way usually the way that they made them it made them feel, or trying to communicate something that can't be said straight up. You know, like or it just is said better through art. Like, yeah, that's I true. I could say that this landscape looks serene mm-hmm. and calming, right? But that's not going to make you feel serene and calming. Mm-hmm or calmed but if i you know try to render it and express it to the best of my abilities it might give you the same feeling if i do it well especially you know artists that with work with images is some kind painting photographs whatever drawings i think they're trying they are showing the way that they can see the world you know which is essentially what we were saying and what a crazy goal to have Mm -hmm. is trying to uh, evoke a, an emotional response and trying to basically here's how this made me feel mm-hmm. and it did that you know okay so me looking at a sunset here's how it made me feel it did that to me without any words or anything mm-hmm. done to it now I'm trying to make you feel the same way mm-hmm. by doing things you know yeah and you know, you can write a poem about a sunset and you can feel mm-hmm. like you're seeing the sunset. You know, that's pretty amazing. Or you can, you know, do all these different yeah. forms. You've never liked poetry. No. Why not? Well, I wouldn't say I don't like poetry as much as I don't get anything out of it, hardly. Yeah. I don't think... And I won't say blank thing, but I almost never... Mm-hmm. Or I can't recall reading a poem and being like, ah, that feels good. Is that there any, evoked a response. Is there any poem that stands out to you? Um, 
I learned one about a puffin when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Just something you remember from yeah. your childhood. Yeah, nothing that like, and, and maybe the reason I would say I don't get much out of it is because I haven't explored it. Yeah. Because I don't get much out of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I were to study it and do more reading of it, I'm sure I could develop an appreciation for it. But yeah. like naturally who I am mm-hmm. doesn't seem to latch onto that as an art form that yeah. I get a lot out of, which I think is, I think it's valid that we're allowed to pick and choose the art forms that speak to us as a person in the same way mm-hmm. that there's different kinds of learners, like there's visual learners, kinesthetic, you know, yeah. people that you, listen. You're allowed to expose yourself to art that you appreciate. Yeah. Do you, who do you think is qualified to judge art and say whether or not something an artist made is good or bad? Anyone? Or, I mean, there are art critics who make a lot of money by yeah. criticizing art. Right. Same thing for book critics. And, yeah. Probably the artist's intended audience. So whenever you do something, hmm. you have, you. Uh, this is something I learned in some English class. Whenever you write something, you always want to be aware of who's your intended audience and you want to cater it towards them. So mm. if I was writing for a fourth grader, I wouldn't use crazy vocabulary. I'd yeah. use fourth grader vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, so whoever the artist is, maybe there's artists that are catering their art towards art critics, in which case the art critics have every res- right and responsibility mm-hmm. even to judge it probably. But uh, somebody making hotel art what is that? What's the target audience there? Yeah. You know? And would you consider that art? Hotel art? Yeah. Do you think that that art is made to convey an emotion or do you think it's made to sell? Mm. And do you think that it, that you can do both? You think you... Yes, I guess I'm only... I was only thinking of paintings, but you could consider it with anything. I mean, yeah. very few people would write a book if they knew that no one was ever going to buy it. Yeah. Well, but so they're hope... intending for to sell it yeah. and make some money off of it. It's right. difficult to do. Right. But hopefully what's selling is that it's effective art. It's making people have mm-hmm. an emotional response and because of that it has value. I think what a lot of people are frustrated with modern art is they feel like there's no value. It's not actually much of a thing. Mm-hmm. It just has a crazy high price because it's this big concept of art. Mm. Wow. But hopefully it sells well because it's good art and it evokes mm-hmm. a strong response. It does its job, you know? Do you think that art critics, the people who do it professionally, are more qualified to judge art than the, you know, you and me? Probably they are. Um, I feel like there's levels to art. Um, And so probably they're real qualified to judge high level art. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm sure there's lots of crazy, if you went to school to be an artist, you'd learn about composition on the page and how you have contrast and where you want your focus to be. And so you could, you know, get down to the systematics of how it works and judge that really Mm -hmm. well. So Um, are there rules you think that you need to follow for art? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, well, part of it is that's, you know, if there really were no rules at all, Hmm. which there have to be because, you know, that's what makes it 
a creative work is that you're you're making something within these rules yeah um you know and i i don't always you know i don't necessarily just mean like if you're taking a photo the uh the where the focus is supposed to be and how it's supposed to be framed up and everything but just even the the rules the laws of nature yeah. and you know if you want to make a painting you have to, you use, have to paint. use paint <laughs> yeah you know, there's limitations the there it. are limitations um but what about the man-made limitations or man-made yeah. things like this is what a good painting is supposed to be hmm. I it's have no idea yeah <laughs> i guess i guess it is that you can sit there and look at it and understand mm -hmm. something that was intended by the painter um i think some i what i don't like is sometimes i feel like painters are not putting actual intention into it they're putting stuff out there knowing that people are going to analyze it so hard that they're going to come up with a mm -hmm. some kind of deep insight into yeah. it mm -hmm. and they're like which is crazy that that's something that people do there's this there's the all these crazy uh, studies about people finding patterns and order where mm -hmm. there isn't any because that's one of the one of the functions that we have is finding patterns mm -hmm. and order all around us all the time and so we just start to do it even when it's not there it's which is funny <laughs> yeah well you know complete shapes and stuff mm -hmm. on the picture all these like visual uh illusions and stuff mm -hmm. it's because we're doing that we're trying to find a pattern when maybe there isn't one yeah. So that's unfortunate when artists are taking advantage of mm -hmm. that quality of humans to find meaning and stuff when they're looking for it. Um, so hopefully one of the rules is that good art is when the perceiver appreciates and understands what the artist put into it yeah. intentionally. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's the rule. Yeah. It has to be perceived the way the artist is intended yeah because if not you know the artist didn't actually work towards mm -hmm. giving you that response that yeah. was all you you are now the artist or something oh wow that's interesting yeah is that what photographers do then is they see because you know you might take a picture of a chair nobody put that chair there intending for it to be art but they've received something from it well, that's what all artists are doing, right? They're receiving something and turning it into art. They see something and mm -hmm. realize, wow, okay, that's yeah. worth replicating because it will cause some emotional response, mm -hmm. right? So uh, even a photographer has to decide what angle they're going to come at, what lighting they need to get, right? Yeah. They get to, yeah, there's effort that goes into that and intention yeah. too. But even like they get to choose what they film, what they take a picture of. Mm. So that's very intentional. to talk about poetry versus prose because I know you have gotten a lot out of prose hmm. you know you've read a lot of books that you really enjoyed um, and just for the layman let's say one of us didn't know what prose was <laughs> <laughs> prose is just regular writing non-poetry non-poetry so basically uh, practical writing if we're going off my definition of art yeah you know what the actual definition just to make sure I don't look like an income poop. <laughs>
Yeah. Written or spoken language in its ordinary form without metrical structure. Yeah. Um, so they're both, poetry and prose, both writing. Um, the difference is poetry has, at least, you know, on paper, the objective difference is that poetry follows a little bit, a few more limitations mm-hmm. than prose. It yeah. has a more of a structure to it. It has a lot of them, not all of them, but it has a rhyming pattern to yeah. it. Um, and you, you know, you haven't read a lot of poetry because you don't get much out of it, but you don't feel like you get much out of it. Um, I love poetry. To me, poetry is, is communicating on an emotional level something that you can't really say with words. Yeah. Do you ever feel like that? Like there's something you you feel an emotion or something that you couldn't, you know, you couldn't explain it if somebody gave you a million dollars to do so. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I think that's and all art in a way, but poetry, mm-hmm. especially for me, is a way of, of you trying to communicate something that you it, you don't have words really for. Mm. And you're using words, but you use the emotions that you try to structure it in such a way that it pulls that same emotion out in the reader that you've been feeling. Mm. I think, yeah, but I'll ask you, do you ever read, is it, you know, so definitely there's some good poetry and there's poetry that isn't as much, but do you find yourself reading poetry and ever feeling like, uh, it was pretentious or just oh absolutely just structured in that way mm-hmm. just so it could be art you know absolutely i read poetry all the time so you know that each and again this is a big one i said earlier art to me is honest yeah i've read poetry and maybe i'm wrong maybe it's my fault mm-hmm. and i'm interpreting it wrong but i've read it and been like that is some garbage yeah it's just it, it does not feel honest at all it feels like somebody thought Wrote the, wrote it down, and I was like, "That'll get you know a reaction from people." It exactly. feels deceptive, feels yeah. like a lie. That's what most and poetry feels like to me. Really, that's what it is. Yeah, that's interesting. I I don't know why it is. But some it's weird because I'll read a poem sometimes. I'll think that is. I almost get like offended. Yeah, yeah. When, like somebody would write that. Like that's they're almost trying to take advantage of yeah. me as the reader. And then I've read some poems that I'm like. That doesn't, I don't get anything from that, but I don't have a problem with it or anything. Huh. And I've read some that I'm like, that's just a bad poem. Yeah. They didn't do a good job of expressing <laughs> what they're trying to express. And then I've read some that it's like, that's good. Yeah. They, you know, I feel like they've gotten, a, they get a reaction from me, but I feel like I've understood the writer. Yeah. That's really what makes it, what makes me really appreciate a poem no matter what it's saying is if I feel like I understand what this, what, what the yeah. author was trying to communicate. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking now about it and my dad came up with a poem the other, I guess it was like a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Now it's coming back down to fall and he, he wrote a haiku. Well, he didn't write it. He was just, we were on a drive and he was thinking about it for a while and working on it. And then finally came out and he just said it. And I was like, that was very pretty and it was something is man i wish i could remember exactly what it was but it was something about like how autumn like a dog circles 
hmm. several times before it lays down. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's pretty cool. It like a cool way of seeing how the fall does this crazy thing where it like will warm back up and cool back off. It plays around with you before it's finally winter, yeah. you know? And I was <laughs> like, that is such a cool metaphor. Mm-hmm. And so I got a lot out of that and I guess it was poetry. So there's a good example of something that is was very much poetry and I did enjoy. Yeah. But I think my maybe the issue is because I'm not so romantic, mm-hmm. so much of a romantic, um, what I like about prose is it gives me new ideas and I get mm-hmm. to see the ideas that the author had. And poetry seems to be getting at, it wants me to have the feelings that the author had. Hmm. And I maybe I I'm think, not as interested in that. Well, or... that's the thing. I think to me, it's more than a feeling. Yeah. It's almost like trying to communicate an idea through an emotion. Yeah. It's an idea, or a, I don't know whether to call it an idea or a feeling, but it's something that you can't really say with prose. Yeah. That you try to communicate through poetry. Yeah. So it's something, so you would say it's more than just a feeling. I would it's say something. sometimes it's a, just a feeling, but. I think sometimes it's more than that as well. I think it's, I've definitely, I've definitely read poems, had an emotional response, but also thought that's interesting. The same way that I would read an idea written prose and think, oh, that's, that's worth thinking about. I've read poems and thought and felt like this is something I should sit down and think about. Huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's like, it's yeah. The same way where you will read an idea and it's Mm -hmm. like, wow, that is a, satisfying fun idea to think about for a while maybe the same thing like in a like instead of a an idea concept it's an uh, emotional concept or something it's like a emotion that feels worth exploring Mm -hmm. huh yeah that's very interesting to me i've never heard of or thought of that yeah you know I would read one of my favorite poems, yeah. maybe a couple others. Yeah, I was going to ask to hear some of the ones that you um, like a lot. I think my favorite poet poet is has got to be Robert Frost. Yeah. I've read a lot of Robert Frost poetry and a little bit of a lot of other po- uh, poets yeah. that I can't remember all of their names. Right. Um, but this is... This might be my favorite poem of all time. It's a very famous poem uh, by Robert Frost yeah. called Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. Huh. So I'll try and do it justice by reading it here. Whose woods are these, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near. Between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep. And miles to go before I sleep. And miles to go before I sleep. (laughs) Yeah. I, I feel like... By your smile, you didn't take anything from... Like, that doesn't get any kind of reaction from you at all. I... 
I think I enjoy hearing it. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say that it was, you know, that doesn't make me want to go read more Robert Frost. That doesn't make me think about this guy's on this guy. It's not fulfilling to mm-hmm. the point where it's worth pursuing for me. Yeah. See, for me, I finish that poem and I immediately want to start over. Exactly. And yeah. read the whole thing again. And that's what one thing I was going to ask is like, if when you read a good poem, yeah, what is your response to it? I that one gets me excited. When, yeah. Like when I finish that poem, I'm just like I feel like it's perfect. Like yeah. I, I want to like I don't know, like almost cheer. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like that was so spot on, perfect. Wow. And Which... I just want to reread it. That's so interesting because it means that you have, you had an opinion in your head of something that like wasn't even formed yet because you you say it's perfect and you probably wouldn't have known how to make that poem perfect yourself. Mm -mm. But now that you see it, you're like, wow, yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. Which is cool because, you know, that's good art, right? He Mm -hmm. had that opinion. He made it. And he made it in such a way that he thought that was it. And you concur with it. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. It is really cool. The thing is, but like, I don't concur. Yeah. So I'm not the target audience, maybe, you know? Yeah. Maybe not. Just because I would definitely, you know, (laughs) I would read it and maybe think, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. I would not Not... say that's perfect. Yeah. You know, that's not at all what I would say. Um not to bash your favorite poem, but for me, yeah, that's not the response I have at all. But it makes me feel, I feel strange. Um, every time we, not strange, I feel a little bit, I feel a little bit guilty every time we talk about this, because we've talked about it a lot. You Mm -hmm. read a lot of poetry, Mm -hmm. I read none. And so we've talked about it a couple of times about, yeah, what is it? Why don't I appreciate, uh, poetry? And so I wonder, is it a responsibility of mine to appreciate, you know, if that poem that you just read is beautiful, is it my responsibility to learn to appreciate it? Hmm. Or if it is good? I think there, I do think there are things, and I think this goes for art or anything, you know, the smell of freshly cut yard mm-hmm. or, you know, a pie baking on a window, which doesn't happen because yeah. pies don't bake in windows. <laughs> but, you know, like things, I think there are things in life that are worth appreciating, that mm-hmm. deserve to be appreciated. Yeah. And I think that's different. I think you can experience something and, and think this deserves to deserves my appreciation deserves deserves to be thought about um and enjoyed yeah and you know it's what is it c.s lewis talks about with the wine connoisseur hold on i'm gonna look it up so c.s lewis in the four loves says pleasures of appreciation are very different They make us feel that something has not merely gratified our senses, but in fact claimed our appreciation by right. The Mm. connoisseur does not merely enjoy his claret as he might enjoy warming his feet when they were cold. He feels that here is a wine that deserves his full attention. That justifies all the tradition and skill that have 
gone to its making and all the years of training that have made his own palate fit to judge it. There's even a glimmering of unselfishness in his attitude. He wants the wine to be preserved and kept in good condition, not entirely for his own sake. Even if he were on his deathbed and was never going to drink wine again, he would be horrified by the thought of this vintage being spilled or spoiled or even drunk by clods like myself, who cannot <laughs> tell a good, good claret from a bad. Hmm. And so with the man who passes the sweet peas. He does not simply enjoy. He feels that this fragrant fragrance somehow deserves to be enjoyed. He would blame himself if he went past inattentive and undelighted. It would be blockish, insensitive. It would be a shame that so fine a thing should have been wasted on him. He will remember the delicious moment years hence. He will be sorry when he hears that the garden past which his walk led him that day has now been swallowed up by cinema's garages and by and a new bypass. Mm. You know, it's like things are should be preserved and appreciated, mm. even though it, not for this, our own selfish, you know, enjoyment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely had moments like that reading poetry as well, where I read it and I'm like, I don't get it, but I think it's good. Yeah. You know, I've had that with all sorts of art. Is like, mm. I'm like, I don't like it, but not because it's bad. It's yeah. because I can't appreciate it. Mm. And I do think that that's, that's uh, I don't know if it's a fault, but it's yeah. a shortcoming. Yeah. I think the more I think about it, I don't think we're obligated or responsible to appreciate all the beauty around us because if we did we would never get anything yeah done. it's not like you're, you're definitely not doing anything wrong yeah by failing but i i yeah i don't know well i think i think what we have to do is find out the beauty that stands out to us mm-hmm. and the art forms that stand mm-hmm. out to us um because that's what makes us unique, right? Is yeah. We each have different tastes. Find out what stands you, to, out to you. You might be able to appreciate something that nobody else can. Yeah, exactly. So don't just try to appreciate all beauty. Because exactly, you really appreciate that mm-hmm. poem. Um, and so if I was trying to appreciate all beauty, I would go home and study really hard and mm-hmm. read this poem over and over trying to appreciate it. And it'd be really frustrating. But I can... Uh, walk out of here and see a mushroom mm-hmm. and I will appreciate that mushroom a lot more than you ever will. I yeah, think. that's true. Um, so I think that, and that's where it's because you I understand it. it. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of mushrooms and some of yeah. them make me happy and some of them don't. But <laughs> if I were to pass by that mushroom without appreciating it, I think that would be, that would be a sad thing. I think yeah, that would, would be, be a shortcoming of me. It would be a short, uh, yeah. Because it's something that stands out to me, and that is... It's a shame. Your, it's a shame. It yeah, that's shame. what it is. It's a shame to miss something that is... Specific, it's like it's specifically designed to target me. Mm-hmm. That's what my character searches for as beauty, and I'm not appreciating it mm-hmm. as such. Which, I mean, we were just talking this morning about how we've been made to worship and appreciate Mm. god yeah isn't it you know yeah fit perfectly into that is you know we have been created to worship Mm. god and if we're not doing that if we're not appreciating him and his beauty and his creation 
through everything, it's it's a shame. Yeah. And it's not hurting God. Yeah. <laughs> it's hurting us. Yeah, we're depriving you know, ourselves. We're depriving ourselves of our beauty. purpose and beauty. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's something that's not up to, you know, individual character because all the characters were created mm-hmm. by God. And so there's there's a universal thing that's worth appreciating yeah. and worshiping. Worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a shame when it doesn't happen. And I love that terminology of you're depriving yourself. Yeah. I'm not, you know, when I pass by a a mushroom uh, and I don't appreciate it, I'm not depriving the mushroom of being appreciated. The mushroom doesn't care. I'm depriving myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same thing with God. If we're not, if we, you know, forget and we're not appreciating him or whatever else it, we're not, God's fine with us. Yeah. He loves us and he wants to be with us, Mm. but we're really just hurting ourselves. We're depriving ourselves of the most beautiful thing ever, you know? What an injustice to not Mm -hmm. appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, and if that's the thing that we were made to do, you know, good luck trying to find Mm -hmm. fulfillment outside of it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. It's a short episode, but we're at 39 minutes right now, so we'll probably be like 30 or 25 when we're done. But it's our podcast. We can make it as long as yeah. we want. We're just trying to have conversations yeah. worth having, not lengthy discussions about <laughs> the same stuff we already yeah. talked about. That's funny, though, that like the last two episodes or last three episodes have been like 40 to 50 minutes long. So it's like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, we're, we're not, that's, it's not long enough. We have to make it yeah. longer. I'm putting some rule on myself, right. but it's my podcast and I'm going to end it whenever I want to. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Talking With Intention. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Talking With Intent. If you have any questions or comments about anything we talked about, we would love to hear from you. My email address is in the description. If you would like to listen to the show without ads, you can find it on my website, mwcollins.org, as well as some poetry, blog posts, short stories, and other things that I like to write. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hey, Walter. (laughs) Hey. It's free real estate. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha ha.